Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Jeff's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Jeff! How are you doing, Jeff? I'm wonderful. How are you, David? I'm doing great. We are on Survivor hiatus right now, in between the seasons. Uh, Survivor Blood vs. Water is finished, and we are eagerly awaiting Survivor BBB, Brains, yes. Bronze, and Beauty. Also Which, known I don't know, as... David, what tribe do you think you'd be on? Let's hope Brains. Because I'm definitely not. I have to say that I'd probably be on beauty, but. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I don't fit the other two, so. (laughs) But. It it feels like we uh, haven't talked in a while, David. Yeah, yeah. It's been been a while, but we're back and we're here to do another special top 10 list. We love making lists. And this one is actually going to be the top 10 winners of. Survivor slash Big Brother. So we're going to be talking about all the winners of Survivor and all the winners of Big Brother and comparing them and seeing who makes our top ten list. Now, let's just clarify, once again, this is everyone's opinion. And some people's opinion is you can't classify, or you can't rank winners because all winners deserve to win. And we're not, we're not debating if they deserved to win or not, or if one winner deserved to win more than the other. But we have some certain criteria that we're looking at for our uh, top ten. Do you want to go over what our criteria is, Jeff? Yes, well, David, we have three points of criteria. The first being their gameplay. This, of course, includes anything from strategy to social game, even though the two are pretty entwined. Um, physical game, like their, you know, how good they were in challenges, anything like that. It's all going to go under one heading of gameplay. Second criteria is going to be entertainment value. This is probably our, I would say, our most subjective criteria, wouldn't you, David? Well, yeah. What entertains us may not entertain others or vice versa. Exactly. And then our third criteria is going to be legacy. And under that is, did they change the way the game was played? Um, Are they remembered by Survivor fans? Are they part of an ongoing discussion? Or are they just an afterthought when you consider, you know, Survivor or Big Brother winners? So that is our criteria. Once again, everyone has their own criteria for ranking winners. Some people don't like to rank them at all. And, and again, I want to state that we're not necessarily ranking them who's best. Just our list of top winners that we think uh, fit everything in our three criteria. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to randomly select a winner, talk about it, put it somewhere on the list, and then we'll keep going until we've gone through all the winners and we have our top ten list. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready, David. All right. So, we have our first winner right here. Oh, this is a three-time player of Survivor, Jeff. Oh, dear. And they won their second time. Is it Parvati Shallow? It is. Winner of Survivor, Micronesia, Parvati Shallow. What are your thoughts on Parvati? Well, Parvati is interesting because she's one of the people who, when they announced that Parvati was coming back for Survivor fans versus favorites... Everyone was shocked. But her game in Fans vs. Favorites was so... I don't know what you'd call it. It's so seminal, I guess, that when she was announced for Heroes vs. Villains, everyone was like, well, duh, of course. She's one of the greatest villains to ever play. So her, you know, in terms of legacy, her legacy changed drastically just by playing Survivor Fans vs. Favorites, which makes her a difficult one to rank, I think. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely, coming into Micronesia, I viewed her as the Amber, and I almost said, well, she's going to win just because she's the Amber of this season, and then she ended up winning, but I will not compare her to Amber. 
in her gameplay. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I've never been a huge Parvati fan, so she has been a villain to me. That being said, you know, I, I have enjoyed rooting against her. Uh, so I can't say that she was, like, boring or anything like that. So entertainment-wise, I do, I do think she brought entertainment to uh, especially the second two seasons she played in. And, and she was a little entertaining in, in Cook Islands, but she was just a little more of a, a flirt and a side character to me than See, one of the main I characters. really liked her in Cook Islands, um, but she was definitely second fiddle to, like, Jonathan and, you know, Yule and Ozzy. Even Candace. Yeah, I mean, even Candace was a bigger character in, in Cook Islands, which is kind of weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, Candace had a better legacy than Parvati. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know if I'd say better. Candace, not many people liked Candace. Okay. Uh, people Thank remembered you. her more, at least. There you go. Yeah, there you go. she was more memorable. But yeah, obviously, uh, people... Uh, definitely, you have to commend her gameplay in both Micronesia... And uh, in Heroes vs. Villains. But since we're talking about winners, let's specifically focus on Micronesia. What, do you, what grade would you give her for entertainment value? For entertainment value in Micronesia, I'm, I mean, I enjoyed watching her. But I also, unfortunately, never watched Micronesia not knowing that Parvati was the winner. Mm. That was one season that I didn't watch as it aired and I knew who won well in advance. Which makes it a little bit harder to rank because you're obviously going to pay more attention to the person that you know is the eventual winner. Yeah. But I give her a solid B for entertainment value. I mean, I enjoy watching her, and I've watched it. I've watched Micronesia a number of times now. I think it really holds up. She's one of the, I mean, clearly one of the leaders of the that big alliance. You know, the what do you call it? The Black Widow Alliance. I think it was its official name. Yeah, and I think she really made it fun to watch. Uh, orchestrated a lot of the blind sides that were going on. Really, the only time she was out of the loop, I'm sorry, she wasn't out of the loop. I was thinking of Amanda's uh, when Amanda played the idol, but she was the one person who voted with Amanda. So, yeah. I mean, entertainment value, I think absolute, absolutely awesome. B at least. Yeah, I, I give her a B. She's not like an A plus out of the park, but she definitely brought a lot to that season and and was. One of the central storyline people throughout the season, and uh, yeah, I'd give her a B. So, uh, anything else about her gameplay that we haven't mentioned? Like I said, I think she played a really solid game. A lot of people say that she kind of won by default because Sari would have won if it was actually a final three. But, you know, everyone who's ever played Survivor will tell you luck is half the battle. You have to be lucky before you're anything else, and she was lucky in that instance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to give her a flaw, yeah, that's the one a lot of people say is that she she wasn't, <laughs> if it was truly a final three like it was uh, supposedly atten- intended to be, she probably would not have won. But, uh, you know, she played a pretty solid game all around, I would say. Absolutely. And uh, Legacy? Um, I think she's more probably well-known among casual Survivor fans. I mean, the the hardcore fans still talk about her, but a lot of people are, refuse to overlook that one flaw that she had. I think a lot of people are, especially in the hardcore fan community, are bitter that she beat Suri because they wanted Suri to win. Yeah. So, I don't know, Legacy, 
I mean, she's in the Survivor Hall of Fame. I think she's still remembered when you have the, you know, she's mentioned a lot as sort of uh, higher tier winners. So I, I think she has a pretty good legacy right now. I agree. I agree. And the other thing you have to remember also is, like, I think she definitely changed the way people played the game for the couple of seasons after she won. I think I think she did, so... Well, let's put her in number one for right now, Jeff. <laughs> well, I don't know. She's got some pretty tough competition, but I said I guess we can do that. All right, we're gonna shift gears and go to Big Brother. Uh, the winner of Big Brother All Stars, Mike Boogie Mallon. Oh, this is where the entire fan base is just gonna hate me. I love Mike Boogie. Really? I do. Oh. I love him. I mean, I'm not going to rate him too terribly high for gameplay um, or legacy because I don't think he, I mean, I think he wrote on Will's back a lot and whatever. But entertainment value, I think he's really high. See, my whole thing is uh, he'd be nothing without Will to me. Like, <laughs> Will, Will is so much higher in my eye than Mike Boogie. Uh, not that he wasn't. And I'm sure he was instrumental in a lot of things with it, but the, at least the way it came off to me is that Will's the great, amazing person, and Boogie's there for the ride. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, but, you know, it's a, still a fun ride. I mean, legacy, I think he doesn't have an outstanding legacy, but he is remembered enough. I mean, he was a coach. He's played the game three times now, and he. I thought he was still... Uh, pretty memorable you know his third go around too i mean i don't think he played the best game <laughs> well no he tried to recreate chill town with uh frank didn't he yeah and he was just way too obvious about it and frank is no will kirby <laughs> no uh not quite so yeah gameplay yeah there's definitely some quote-unquote quote uh coattail writing see what that you may, but uh, maybe was not the strategic mastermind behind a lot of stuff other than securing a showman. Yes, twice. That, that seems to be his go-to thing, but let's see, what's the other one? Entertainment? Yeah, I mean, I think if you put him and Will together, they're some of the, the best, if not the best, moments from Big Brother All-Stars. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. He, he definitely did bring... Entertainment, and even in the the most recent season, he brought entertainment. So I, I think uh, he is an entertaining winner. However, I must say, All Star seasons often disappoint me in reality shows. And I was not at the beginning of Big Brother All Stars. I was not rooting for an Erica Boogie final two. Um, you're not the only one who's <laughs> not rooting for an Erica Boogie final two. Um. But anyways, uh, I would have to say Parvati's higher than Boogie, though. I would agree. So far, we've had two returning people in their seasons. Let's go. Oh, this is someone from Survivor. Is only a one-time player. And from an old-school season. And it was, uh, to a lot of people, thought that she was a very under-the-radar winner. Is it Vesepia? It is Vesepia. See, this is another thing where I think a lot of people are going to disagree. I love Vesepia, um, and it took me a long time to come around to that way of thinking. I was, I was not a Vesepia fan for a very long time. 
Yeah, and I think that that's happened a lot, especially in the hardcore uh, community fan base. A lot of people are more and more accepting Vesepia and, and really appreciating her. Um, but I would say that, especially when she won, she did not have a lot of fans. No, definitely not. I mean, very angry people <laughs> that she won. Yeah. Because, I mean... Everyone wanted Kathy Sleckman to win that season. No, they didn't. When no, I say I... Kathy Sleckman, of course it's <laughs> Kathy Maverick O'Brien. <laughs> like, uh, Crazy Kathy was not in Marques. Well, different Crazy Kathy, but... <laughs> I mean, I, am I wrong? Everyone wanted Kathy to win. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was rooting for Kathy. Yeah, I mean, I... I this, you know, Marquesas was during the time where I wasn't allowed to watch Survivor because in Survivor Season 2, Kimmy made a joke about masturbation. And so I wasn't allowed to watch Survivor for a really long time. But I found an old Survivor Marquesas video. My grandparents, for some reason, who didn't even watch Survivor, had recorded the Survivor Marquesas finale. And so one day I was at their house for a long time. My mom and them, my mom and my grandma were quilting or something. And so I just popped it in and watched it. And I was angry. I'd, not, I'd only seen the finale, and I was angry that Vesepia won. So it's it's deep. It's deep. Yeah, in, in the final four, Kathy was number one, and then you had Pascal, and then you had the toss-up of Vesepia and Nelia. Right. But, but I do think she played a very brilliant game. I think her gameplay was spot on. Yeah. I think the her only problem was, I think, that... Obviously, since her tribe did so bad in the beginning, she didn't have a lot of, like, huge fans going into the merge and people who really knew her that well. Right. Well, and also, I mean, whenever you have a jury that, that's that angry, all it takes is, you know, some one person to slip in and be and win just on likability, right? And so if Kathy had slipped in somehow, yeah. or Pascal, someone who's just likable, maybe people don't even respect their gameplay. That's a risk that you take, but I think she played just a brilliant game. I mean, it, it she started fights and no one suspected her. She played totally under the radar and no one even realized what she was doing. I'm pretty sure she, she was a pretty integral part in getting uh, people to flip, getting yeah. Pascal and Aaliyah to flip when that had never been done before. Just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, uh, entertainment-wise, at least what we were shown, we won't, sh- we weren't shown a lot of entertainment from Vesepia. No, I, I would agree. With that. She was doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Right, right. Uh, and, and legacy, I don't think she has a really great legacy. You know, she's never been invited back, which I know a lot of people are disappointed in. Um, right, including Vesepia. Yes, including Vesepia. She would love to She was one of the few, you know, I think there were maybe two winners who weren't invited back for Survivor All-Stars, and she was one of them. Yep. And she was vocal about not being happy about that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I think most casuals nowadays wouldn't really remember who she was. Yeah. So Legacy is not too, too great right now. Although, like you said, we, there are still very much fans of her and admire her gameplay. Right. But I, I gotta say with this, I think she's even below Boogie. Ooh. We're gonna disagree on that. I'd say she's between Parvati and Boogie. 
But I mean, if you're if you're looking at gameplay, I would say yes. But since Vesepia is lower on the entertainment and the legacy, oh, that's true. That's true. She does lose two out of three categories. Yeah, so that's why I put her below Mike. Whereas Mike, not great on gameplay, has a a somewhat good legacy and and was a lot very entertaining. That's fair. I can't argue with that logic. All right. Well, then let's move on to the next person. Oh, a very recent winner from a very controversial season. Is it Andy Heron? It is Andy Heron from Big Brother 15. Uh, you could say very controversial season again. Yeah, definitely very controversial season. I will say it's sort of hard to judge him on legacy because we've only had less than six months. <laughs> <laughs> like four months, um, but I, I do think he played a very phenomenal game. Oh, absolutely! Like I think everything he did was calculated and planned. And as much as he looked like a rat on uh, from the viewing audience, I think he he did time everything perfectly and do every single move was best for him right when it needed to happen. Mhm. I agree. And you know, I'm looking right now. At the final three, he beats anyone in the final three. He puts up a fight against McCray. I think he puts up a fight against Alyssa. He probably beats oh, yeah. Amanda. I mean, well, I think he, I think he beats of, Alyssa more than he beats Amanda. I, I mean, he could he could have probably beaten Amanda, but Alyssa was not well liked. That's true. I guess I was thinking more viewing audience, but you're right. Alyssa wasn't well liked in the house. So I mean, I think there's very few flaws in his endgame when you look at how how many people of the final, however he could have beat. I think the only person he loses to is Judd and maybe McRae. And I say maybe McRae with quite a big maybe. Uh, so gameplay wise, I thought he he was very very good. Entertainment wise, I mean, he wasn't the biggest character that season. Uh, thankfully, he was not as controversial as some of the other people. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> For what they said. So in that sense, I'll give him kudos to that. Although he was not immune from saying stupid no. things. No, he was Did not. have a couple quips in there that people weren't happy with. Yeah. Entertainment-wise, I don't think he was... I wouldn't even put him in the top five of entertaining people that season. Oh, no. That season was just so full of big characters that... Yeah. So, and, and like we said, legacy is sort of hard to. to but you know, once to. you once you really got through the big, you know, once the, all, a lot of the big characters started leaving, and you got through a lot of the muck that season, he really did, I think, in the end, start to emerge and become someone you really rooted for. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really root for him because I really wanted um, Judd to win for yeah, a long time, and then McRae for a little while. But once. Once you got kind of through all that stuff, you Andy was left standing, and you kind of really wanted to. So get... essentially, once he was in the final three. No, not not even that. I mean, even when because you said when uh, Judd and McRae. No, I know, but uh, even even while McRae was still in the house, I kind of wanted Andy to win, even though I, you know, like you always want the underdog story to yeah. happen, but that doesn't mean you don't want the other person to win too, kind yeah. of thing. If that yeah. makes sense. No, I I get it. So, uh, where would you put Andy on our list? Um, I'd probably put him above Boogie and below Parvati. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if his legacy is going to get hindered 
because of the season that he was on. Oh, I think it absolutely will. I think the season as a whole will be remembered badly and could really hurt the franchise, which means that I think he'll always kind of be tainted. You gotta, you gotta think this next season, before they put everyone in the house, they're gonna have a lot more conversations with them about sensitivity training and... <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys are being broadcast 24-7 across the entire world. Yeah. Remember that, please. Because it really does reflect very badly on <laughs> the franchise. Yeah. Alright, here's another recent winner for hardcore fans. A lot of hate for this person. Oh, no, I know who it is already. Who is it? Is it, uh, Cochran? It is John Cochran, winner of Survivor Karamoan. A lot of hate for him. What are your thoughts on John Cochran, Jeff? Well, this is another... I'm, I'm not making many fans tonight, I can already tell you that much. I like Cochran. I liked him since, uh, since Survivor South Pacific. I mean, you and I have talked about that a lot. I, I'm a fan of his. I... I mean, did he have a lot of friends in Survivor Karamoan? Yes. Was it probably, you know, was his win somewhat constructed? Probably to a degree, sure. But I thought, I think he's entertaining, and I like watching him play. He reminds me a lot of myself um, in terms of, like, that nerdy kid who, you know, gets picked on and things like that. And I know he gets a lot of flack for that type of stuff, but I think a lot of what he gets crap for is not his own choice you know he didn't choose for the producers to cast all of his friends in survivor caramel he didn't choose to get all the airtime in survivor caramel yeah well and at the same time it's not like he was like super close with everyone on that season and right. he he, I mean, I mean, he was don who he betrayed brandon who he was in the other alliance who was in the other alliance who ended up betraying him and those are the only two people from his season. <laughs> so. Well, and Cochran is just naturally a very endearing person. And you, you, you naturally, at least for me, I naturally just sort of liked him. And I, I'm yeah. a, a fan of his as well. So I think he's just, he's cordial with everyone, whoever he meets, whenever he does it. So I think that that helped him so that no one had any beef with him. And everyone's like, he's nice and friendly and we don't. I mean, we get along. So I think he's very easy to live with, uh, at least that season. Maybe Ozzy would disagree. But. Well, I mean, you, you got to remember, the dude is a lawyer. Like, his job is to be, or he, you know, he was going to law school. For a long time in his life, his job was to be friendly and likable and, yeah. you know, learn how to convince people that his best interest was their best interest. Yeah. I think I think he's just a naturally good presenter if you want to call it like you know persuader whatever yeah. i think he's just good at that type of thing yeah and i know a lot of people give him flack for being too neurotic the first season he was on and you know i did find it a little bit weird near the end of caramel when he was getting so cocky um but that being said i thought he was very entertaining he has great confessionals and uh you know, it, it's he's someone that you, so, for me personally, I naturally root for. Right. And I mean, even his cockiness, I don't think that his cockiness was real. I thought his cockiness was like a construct that he was making a joke. Like, I'm this nerdy kid and I'm doing really well on this show where, you know, usually strong people who, you know, 
have their, you know, have their life figured out and all that, you know, usually do well in. And I thought his cockiness was not real. I totally, um, if, if he was joking, I got the joke. If he wasn't joking, then he fooled me. Well, and he did, I mean, he got no votes against him that whole season, and he won clean sweep. Right. So I mean, You gotta give him credit for that. Yeah. That's not easy. And, and that's, you know, a lot of people say it was fabricated. And, and I'm not even gonna go to that whole, some people try to say he won, you know, won three immu- or immunity challenges, and or challenges, and they were like, well, you know, <laughs> he had advantages, so I'm not even gonna get into that stuff. But I do think he was entertaining. He uh, is now in the Survivor Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think his legacy will be big. I honestly do. Well, I think, casual, I think casual fans really liked him. Yes. Yes, I, I completely agree. And I think even uh, even hardcore fans, while they, they may not like him, he's still part of the discussion. Yeah. Whether they're talking crap about him or talking good things, he's being talked about. Right. And we talked about his gameplay, so where would you put him on the list, Jeff? Um, I'd put him somewhere around Andy. Higher or lower? I can't decide. I think legacy-wise, Cochran has an edge. Right, and that's that's that was the question mark in my mind, is since we don't really know Andy's legacy, but how do we, you know, figure that one out? Let's, let's put him above for right now. Okay, I agree. We can always switch what we need to. All right, so we have five. Let's move on. Uh, we're going with all these recent winners. Uh, this was someone that, uh, another person that is probably pretty liked, actually, among most people. Uh, winner of Big Brother 14, Ian Terry. Yes. What about Ian Terry, David? Well, uh, gameplay-wise, I I I viewed this season from the perspective of Dan Giesling is the greatest and I love him. So it's it was a little harder for me just because I was sort of hoping that Dan would win, but he was up against a very like not Ian was a very great competitor. I thought he played a good game, but it, it's <laughs> the name of the game is jury votes. Exactly, yeah. And there's no way Dan Giesling was gonna win a single jury vote. Well, he did win a single jury vote. Yeah, he won Danielle's jury vote begrudgingly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Ian, I thought, uh, played a great social game. He's another one of these people that's just naturally likable, and people are drawn. He's very endearing. Um, he is kind of, he is kind of, you know, he reminds me of Cochran quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. The the super fan, you know, that everyone sort of uh, takes along their side and and really uh, enjoys and appreciates them. You know, he didn't make a lot of huge moves, but at the same time, he didn't have to, because no one was really, except for, you know, Dan at one point, no one was really going after him. Well, and you're also forgetting his one big move, which was to, uh, you know, kind of flip, I don't know if you want to call it flip on Boogie or what, but to out Boogie, maybe, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and then there's debate over, you know, was he that instrumental in it? Like, was this his idea in doing it, or was he just a a tool that the other people are using? But either way, he was a large contributor to it. Right. We have to remember that the Big Brother edit is not as constructed as the Survivor edit, 
because yeah, there's live feeds and they don't have as much time to create a story. Yeah, absolutely. So I tend to believe Big Brother a lot more. Well, yeah, it's live and they don't know how the story is going to end. So right. they can't make a story. Exactly. So yeah, I think entertainment-wise, I found him very entertaining. Absolutely. I mean... In that season, I think Dan Giesling was the most entertaining, but uh, Ian was very close up there for me. Yes, I agree. I think the top three entertainment was uh, Dan, Ian, and Frank, and then you had Danielle was also sort of entertaining of how emotional uh, she was. See, I, I hated Danielle. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say likable, Jeff. I said entertaining. I mean, I, I, I it's probably about the final five. I was just like, wait, she's still here? How is this possible? <laughs> but uh, anyways, back to Ian. Legacy, I think he has a very good legacy right now, at least. Yeah, I think he's still pretty well-respected among Big Brother fans. I'm not as in touch with the Big Brother community as I am the Survivor community, but I, I mean, Ian's still talked about. He was involved in that Risk game that... Uh, Rob Sestermino uh, yeah. put together, so clearly he's still part of the discussion. And uh, he was Super Ian from Big Brother 15. He was! I forgot about that. Uh, where would you rank Ian Terry on our list? Um, I'd probably put him, let's see, gameplay, pretty solid, legacy good, entertainment value in the, you know, in the top couple. I'd probably put him right uh, either above or below Andy as well. But... Cochran higher? Yes, I think so. Alright, let's put Ian above Andy, though. I agree. Alright, next person. Oh, this is a personal favorite of yours, Jeff. Is it Bob? It is. It's Bob Crowley from Survivor Game. I love Bob Crowley! (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think one of the... I mean, he he was in a season filled with big characters, right? You have Corinne, you have Randy, you have Sugar, you have Maddie, you have Susie, who wasn't a big character, but who was polarizing. You have Crystal, you have Ken, you have, I mean, everyone in the final, like, eight or nine of that season was so entertaining. And yet, I love Bob. (laughs) He is my, one of, I mean, if I were to list out survivor players who i would want to have dinner with or who i would want to you know hang out with or whatever bob easily on the top of just about every one of those lists if not top five i mean i just there's something about him he's so engaging he's entertaining he's funny he's everything i love bob i love bob all right uh let's talk about gameplay Gameplay, I think, is he is medium in gameplay. I mean, he had some really good moves. He aligned with some of the right people, but didn't, you know, he, he kind of played a lot like that you see like Amber and Natalie play, if you really think about it. Because the people he aligned with were really polarizing, really, uh, you know, hated people. And he was the likable one of the group. You know, if, if he would have gone to the final three with Corinne and Randy or with, uh, you know, basically anyone but Maddie, he would have won just because of how likable he was. So I think he played actually pretty smart in that way, and I think that's something not a lot of people really give him credit for. Yeah, I think his, if you want to call them flaws, was his fate was sort of in Sugar's hand with deciding to save him and make it a tiebreaker between him and Maddie sort of a thing. 
Uh, Absolutely. And I mean, again, his, his gameplay was a little bit tarnished by the fact that his alliance kind of lost the battle of the alliances. If you want to say, you know, he lost yeah. Randy, he lost Grin. It was pretty clear that someone from the other alliance was going to win, and really his entire fate was based on winning immunity challenges and... And Sugar uh, just messing everything up. <laughs> right. But I think that also speaks to his ability to play the game even when he's an underdog. Like, a lot yeah. of the winners we're going to talk about today have been on the top for the entire game. You know, they've been, or at least a significant portion of the post-merge. And I think the fact that he was able to persuade someone in the right way and uh, win enough immunity challenges to, to keep himself alive really speaks to how good his gameplay is. And I mean, a lot of people I don't think are going to give him credit for that, but part of it's luck that Sugar was there, granted, but he picked the right person. Yep. He persuaded her in the correct way because he knew enough about her personality to what would be persuasive to her and what wouldn't. I mean, it's a lot about audience adaptation. You know, I'm a debater, and that's a lot what I think about. When I have different judges, I speak to them in different ways. And I think Bob was a master at that. It was audience adaptation, knowing what the other person wanted to hear and appealing to it. And I think a lot of people don't give him credit for that. And it really upsets me because I love Bob. Well, and entertainment-wise, he had that whole fake idol that he gave to Randy and played it. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, and I mean, he was one of the hardest-working people in the game. I mean, if you remember the first day, Corinne, what, what do you call him, like the Forever Boy Scout, I think it was. And uh, with the whole, you know, if you've read the Funny 115, there's the scene where they show them the garden is yeah. the reward, and Bob goes crazy because he's excited about the garden. I mean, this guy had some hilarious moments. Was he the most vocal person in his season? No. And no one's ever going to say that he was. But he had some really great moments. Yeah. Um, legacy, I don't think his legacy's that high up there. No, uh, it's definitely his weakest part, the weakest part of it. Yeah, I, I think... I think almost everyone likes him, but as far as meriting his his gameplay or talking, you know, favorably about him as a winner, it's not too high. I don't think he's, like, the most beloved by the casuals that, he, you know, he's greatly remembered or anything. And it's so sad. So, would you put Bob higher or lower than Vesepia? Higher. Alright, what about Boogie? Higher. Andy? Oh, it's hard, because, again, legacy is where Bob is lacking, and Andy just doesn't have a legacy. I'm going to put him lower than Andy. Okay. (laughs) I know you want Bob to be number one, but I I just don't think he's there. (laughs) No, I don't want him to be number one. I mean, I will agree with you, his legacy is pretty bad. In terms of gameplay, though, like, like I've made my case. I've spoken my piece, you let me talk. Well, let's move on to another one that, uh... It's maybe uh, not that uh, well-favored by a lot of people from a season that a lot of hardcore people dislike, but uh, casuals, I think, like it pretty much. And that would be from Survivor Season 8, winner of Survivor All-Stars, Amber Burkage. Yeah, Amber Burkage. She did indeed win Survivor (laughs) All-Stars. Gameplay? Showman. Um, I mean, she's kind of... And I'm going to get, I know the second I this comes out of my mouth, people are going to, you know, say that I'm wrong. But she kind of pioneered the strategy of coattail writing and using it as a, as a tool to win, I think. I mean, 
she got behind Rob, let Rob take the bullets, and then came back at the end and said, hey, vote for me, I'm not as mean as he is, and run. And now that's kind of a common strategy. You look at people like like Natalie and, uh, oh, geez. See, now all the names are just blanking in my head. I mean, even Denise to a certain extent, Sophie, Fabio to a certain extent. I mean, this is a common strategy nowadays, and I think she was the one who pioneered it. So you got to give her some props on that. Obviously, from the edit, strategically, she's overshadowed by Boston Rob. Not... Not saying that they didn't come up with things together, but that's just the way it appeared to us. Yeah. Absolutely. And her legacy, not that great. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at what, what does legacy mean, right? If you're talking about, like, is her, did she change the way the Survivor was played? I think she did, but in terms of do people still talk about her, not really. Well, I think she changed the way that people played the, in the next, you know, six or seven seasons of Survivor, uh, no one was going to let a couple get anywhere. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, I mean, the strategy of, of using someone else as a shield, am I wrong in saying that she kind of pioneered that strategy? She may Again. have been one of the first to do it, but I don't think that other people were getting inspiration from her, if that makes sense. That's fair. Like, That's when fair. was it... When, was the next time on Survivor that someone did that? Maybe, I mean, maybe season 14 with Earl, but I don't even think that counts. Yeah, I don't think that does. So, 19 with Natalie. Yeah. So, like, I don't think, I, I don't think that people were going from, look what Amber did, I, I should try to replicate that. Right. <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, entertainment... Um, well, are we going to count our Australian here? Because if we're counting Australia... It's even worse. (laughs) I mean, Amber's very much the... I mean, no, like, why? No, what what made them think bringing back Amber was a good idea? And then for her to come back and win, I'm sure everyone at CBS was just thrilled. But uh, did you watch the video? Someone posted a video on POS. It was kind of a Jeff Probst cast assessment of All-Stars. No, I didn't audit it. Uh, His thing with Amber was like, Amber's definitely not an All-Star, but we decided to bring her back because we thought, you know, maybe she deserves another chance. It was like this really bad justification for bringing Amber back and basically conceded the fact that Amber really didn't deserve to be in Survivor All-Stars. It was really sad, actually. Yeah, Amber's on All-Stars because Elizabeth said no. Basically. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, where do you think Amber ranks on our list? Higher or lower is, than Vesepia? Is Vesepia last right yeah. now? Yes. I'd put her lower. Yeah. We have a new Because she's not, in terms of legacy, she's not remembered among casuals or hardcore. Um, in terms of gameplay, I think Vesepi is higher. And in terms of entertainment value, I think Vesepi is higher. So, let's move on. This is from the first season of Big Brother in another country. Decided to add her in the list for fun. Winner of Big Brother Canada, Jillian McLaughlin. This one's all on you, David. I didn't even watch it. You didn't watch Big Brother Canada, Jeff? No. I think she she was pretty entertained. She had a showmance 
Uh, her showman's partner got out third, and she was in the final two against someone that was a uh, returning back into the game person who was evicted and came back. Uh, the thing that's going against her is that she was going to lose. <laughs> right, I do remember this. <laughs> that she would not have won if people were paying attention to the host and realized what key they were putting in. You had, uh... <laughs> one of the people put the wrong key in, and essentially that was the deciding vote for her to win over Gary, the other person. So in that sense... That sort of <laughs> hurts her, her legacy and her win because she didn't actually have the votes to win. Yeah, that that's rough. <laughs> she was pretty entertaining. I, I think she brought a lot of value to the season. She was uh, one of the challenge dominators of the season of Big Brother. So, so there's some stuff there. But yeah, it's pretty bad when you win because someone else accidentally votes for you. Yeah, that... <laughs> Yeah, I, I would agree. So I think for that reason alone, she needs to be at least somewhere near the bottom. Maybe even below Amber. Yeah, this one I have, just have to leave up to you completely just because I have no... I have nothing. Yeah, I mean, she was playing a solid game pretty much throughout the whole season. But you could say that with Amber and she actually got the votes. So I'm going to put her behind Amber. Alright, another winner, this time from Survivor, someone who we just saw very recently, came back a second time to play. Did not do nearly as well. Do you know who uh, this is, Jim? Tom Westman? No, more more recently than that. Very recently. Aris. Yes, Aris Bukowskis, or Abyss, from Survivor Panama. What are your thoughts on Aris? Um, I like Aris. He, I, I didn't like Aris the first time I watched it. I was actually rooting, obviously I was rooting for Terry because I was a 12-year-old boy. But once Terry was out, I was rooting for Danielle because I was a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was never really rooting for Aris. However, he gained so much traction on a rewatch. I think he is the reason, the only reason why his alliance stayed together I think without that, I think without him, it was a Terry win easily. I mean, bar even without Terry's immunity wins. So I think Aris, uh, if you rewatch Survivor Exile Island, you will respect Aris a lot more. Yeah. I mean, gameplay, he was able to keep a bunch of crazies and less likable people than, than him. The only problem that he, it seemed like he was trying to get the end with Sari, which may have been the most likable person in his group. Yeah. That would have been, it was then the only, I mean, luckily for him, she got out, and I think that was the best thing that could have happened for him. Absolutely. It's sort of, it's sort of just like poverty. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, you gotta give him a lot of props for what he's managed to do to control the Alliance. He was always, um, yeah. And I mean, if you haven't watched Survivor Exile Island, when we say Aris kept a bunch of crazy people together, we don't mean Aris kept a bunch of people who were fighting and blah, blah, blah together. We mean Aris kept a bunch of crazy people together yeah. who hated each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they despised one another. 
I just think I would have almost preferred it if, like, uh, Bob Dog stayed instead of Danielle, and just to see him in the dynamics. <laughs> right. Like, how many crazy people can we fit? I mean, even Suri in that season was a little off her rocker, because she was not prepared to be out there. Yeah, especially at the beginning. Right. Yeah. I, I gave Aris so much credit after a rewatch, just because I was like... Oh my gosh, how did how do you do that? Yeah. Entertainment, I think his season, he obviously wasn't the most entertained because he what had so many crazy people. They sort of stole the show from him. And, well, and you know the weird thing is, he was the most sane person, and in the first episode, that would not have been your guess, because the first episode, he's like, hey guys, let's all put our hands in together and get some energy going. Yeah. And you're just Oh my gosh, this guy's insane. To me, and he had like a season, Richard like, Hatch. Thank God the sane guy's on the island to keep everyone together. Yeah. It's so weird. To me, he had a Richard Hatch beginning. <laughs> like, yeah. he's very uh, off-putting, like the very first start of the game, and then for the rest of the game, he's right where he needs to be. So, um, I think his legacy has actually greatly improved since he came back again. I think everyone pretty much forgotten who he was. Jeff Probst called him the most boring winner. I mean, he did not have a great legacy at all before uh, Blood vs. Water, and I think him having this relationship with Vetus greatly, greatly improved his legacy. Absolutely. And let's be honest, the only reason why Aris came back, I, th- I personally think, was because Vetus was his brother. Yeah. I think I think CBS wanted to cast Vetus instead and said bring our bring our along. Well, I do think they just thought that their relationship was very compelling. So I, I, I agree, I agree. But I think Vetus would have been cast on another season regardless. Yeah. So in in that sense, he still hasn't been a game changer or or anything. I don't think he's defined the show and. I mean, thankfully, people do remember him a little bit more now just because he was on the most recent season, but I, I still don't think he has, like, a fantastic legacy. I'd agree with that. So the question is, where would we put him on the list? I don't even... Higher or lower than Vesepia? Higher than Vesepia. How about Boogie? I'd probably say higher than Boogie, but next is uh, Bob, right? Yes. I'd probably say lower than Bob. Alright, we'll do that for now. For now. So Jillian is on the bubble. We have ten. Alright. Next person. Oh, speaking of Survivor Blood versus Water, it's Tyson Apostle. Hey, he won that season. He did. The most recent winner of Survivor. Third time's the charm for Tyson. Uh the only third time person to ever win. Yeah. Well on his third, on time. His third time, yeah. Played an amazing game, I think. I mean, a, a really good strategic and social game, I thought. He had that one blum, blunder with Katie that was a really bad social move. Yeah, and that, just that whole tribal council was bad for him. That was where his game could have fallen. Yeah, yeah. Having to draw rocks, I mean, it was literally in Luck's hand. I think at that point, Ty, I mean, you can even quantify it. At that point, Tyson had a 66% chance of winning. I think if you quantify Tyson's chances to win at any point post-merge, other than that one, he's really high. I mean, 70-80% chance all the way. That's the only time that he dips to that low, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Got all the votes but one in the end. Uh, 
uh, entertainment-wise, you're not going to find people who are too much, or you're not going to find a lot of people who are more entertaining than Tyson. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even this season where people, a lot of people thought he was more watered down, Tyson's always been one of my favorite characters. And I keep, you know, my girlfriend and I were watching this season and she was like, I don't like him. He's kind of chauvinistic. And I'm like, oh, you should see his first season. (laughs) I mean, he's so funny. And yeah, he says some stupid things, but dang it, they're funny. Yeah, and I gotta say, his legacy is is pretty high right now. I wouldn't be surprised if this upcoming year, 2014, he gets into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think he's got a really good shot. Um, which, I mean, personally, I don't think he should be allowed into the Hall of Fame after for you know a year or two, a couple yeah. years maybe. Uh, but I think people really like him. I think especially the casual fan base really respects his win. I think he's he's on top, man. Yeah, so where would you put him? Let's uh, let's jump. Would you put him higher than Andy? Yeah. Higher than Ian? Yeah. Higher than Cochran? Probably, actually. I'd probably put him right under Parvati. But Parvati's still higher. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do you disagree? I'm okay with that now. Which means Jillian, unfortunately, is not in our top ten. What? <laughs> I was so upset. She was my yeah. favorite. Alright, here comes uh, one of the most likable winners, and I think in their season, probably the most satisfying win you could have of anyone left in the game. The one, the only, from Survivor, Nicaragua, Judd Fabio Berzon. (laughs) You just called his win satisfying. That's funny. For me, I was, I was, when it first happened, I was very satisfied with it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, just think that, I mean, between just, Chase and Sash, I was like, go Fabio. <laughs> but, I mean, you watch that. I That's another season. Uh, that was actually, I think, the last season that I read spoilers for. I stopped after that season. But watching that season, knowing that Fabio's going to win, is one of the funniest things. Because you don't, I didn't believe them for the longest time. I thought the spoilers had gotten it wrong. And this is, you know, I read spoilers for seasons 19, 20, and 21. And 19 and 20 were spoiled 100% down to the final vote. And to wa- and so I was convinced that he was going to win. But to watch it knowing that he wins is one of the funniest experiences. Because I doubted my, I, I doubted everything at that point. I, I didn't know what was real. Because if Fabi was going to win this game, what? It was so weird. <laughs> But I love Fabio. Yeah. Entertainment-wise, I thought he brought a lot of entertainment to the season. Oh, absolutely. Gameplay-wise, I think he was there. (laughs) He was there. (laughs) He was likable. He didn't vote in the majority a lot of the time. (laughs) Did he ever? I mean, like, post-merge, that era? Maybe once or twice near the end. Yeah. When he was winning the immunities, maybe? And, you know, uh, Legacy, I don't think he's that, he, he doesn't have that great of a Legacy. Definitely not, no. It's sort of like when you're watching it, it's a satisfying win, and then you go back and look through the whole season, and you're like, really, he won? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you were to rewatch it again, I think every time you'd be satisfied with his win, it's just when you step back from it, how ludicrous it truly is. Well, it's like, if you'd have told me around episode two or three 
that I'd be rooting for Holly by the end, I yeah. just thought you were crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Where do you think Judd falls in this list? Is he higher than Amber? I think his legacy might be better than Amber. His gameplay is definitely lower. And I think he's more entertaining, so I think he's probably one slot higher than Amber. What about Vesepia? His legacy's probably better than Vesepia's. Entertainment-wise, he's probably higher as well. Yeah, you're right. But I don't, I don't think he goes above Boogie. I'd agree. So, unfortunately, Amber is off our list. She's not going to make the top ten. All right, moving on. Let's go back to Big Brother. Okay. This is someone who, uh, again, I don't think sh- this person got a lot of respect uh, when she won at first, but I think people have begun to appreciate her a little bit more throughout the years. An old school and actually the first female winner of Big Brother. Is it Lisa? Lisa Donahue from Big Brother 3. Has she gotten more respect recently? Um, I think I think so. I mean, people still adore Danielle and think that she was mastermind and amazing. But, you know, you can still appreciate Lisa's game, and I think she has gotten a little more credit over the years. I mean, she doesn't have a, a fantastic legacy where everyone's like, Lisa, Lisa, you know, but... Yeah, and again, I, keep, I, I sound like a broken record tonight, but uh, it's another season that I, I watched way after it aired and knew who the winner was and thought the same thing I did when I watched Survivor Nicaragua. I was like, really, Lisa's going to win? And then when I heard, oh, well, you know, the jury was allowed to watch at home and blah, 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 I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I think she was actually a lot more strategic than a lot of people give her credit for. As soon as her showmance left, as soon as Eric left, I think she got her head in the game a lot more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, gameplay-wise, I, I, I think she she did pretty well. Like I said, she started off a little rocky, uh, had a showmance, and I think showmances in Big Brother almost always distract you from actual seeing everything clearly. And after that, she... Made friends with everyone. She was, uh, yeah, she was likable and was able to to pull out wins when she needed to. Yeah, I mean, I'm again, I'm just biased against Lisa. I'm, I was never a huge fan of hers, uh, but I, I would like to qualify though, David. I think showmances in life tend to distract you. And make you see it. <laughs> probably, tr- probably true, Jeff. Entertainment-wise, I don't think she was super entertaining, especially that season when you have Danielle and Marcellus and Jason Jason and Roddy, and and even you can go Kiara and uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, so she was sort of definitely a low-key person. I don't think her legacy is great, like I said. I think she gets a little more credit now, but not great. So I... I'm thinking she's under Vesepia. Um, yeah, I would definitely agree. Which means she's off the list. Poor Lisa, the first person not even to make it on the list. Sad day. Alright, here's another controversial one. A lot of the uh, hardcores, not a big fan of him as a winner. The one, the only, Rob Mariano, winner of Survivor Redemption Island. This is another one I don't understand. I think people are unfairly harsh on him because his season was boring. 
But, you know, if you really start to talk to people who don't like Rob Mariano's win, they'll concede that his win was well-deserved. I mean, well-deserved in terms of he played an amazing game. I think played as close to a perfect game on Survivor as we'll ever see in terms of, like, holes in his game, um, manipulation. He really played an amazing game in Survivor Redemption Island. As boring as the season was. Well, and a, a lot of people blame him again for, oh, being on a try with a bunch of sheeps. Well, once again, that's not his fault. And I don't fully buy it. I think he was also very good at charming and manipulating. So I, Well, and he's, he's proven that he's good at the game when he's not with a bunch of sheep. I yeah. mean, if you, if you think he was with a bunch of sheep on Survivor All-Stars, you need to get your brain checked. So, yeah, I think he definitely played a great game. And then the other factor was that, well, it took him four times to win. But if you're if you're looking purely at his one win, like you said, it's a, it's a near flawless game. Yeah. Entertainment, I think he's very entertaining. Yes, I, I agree. And, you know, this is another thing where, if anything, what he proved is that Good Survivor is boring. Watching people... It's like, when you watch two good football teams play each other, it's very fun. But when you watch one really good person play Survivor, it's just not as fun. And he proved that. But he himself was very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite scenes is just him throwing that clue into the volcano. (laughs) Yeah. And I was... Oh, the second that that I saw him holding that clue behind that volcano, I wanted him to do that so bad. (laughs) Like, just throw it in the volcano. Just do it. And he did, and it made me happy. Yeah. And and legacy-wise, he has one of the best legacies, especially in the, in the casual sense of anyone ever on Survivor. Oh, absolutely. Just as a whole, yeah. yeah. And even, I think, even among the hardcore. Don't count. If you take away Redemption Island, hardcore fans still loved him. I think. Maybe yeah, I, I think he's still polarizing. That's fair. Every season he was polarizing. Except, he was mainly liked Heroes versus Villains. Yeah. And maybe that's what I'm talking about. Like, post-Heroes versus Villains, pre-Redemption Island, he was really well-liked. Yeah. So, where does he rank? Is he higher or lower than Cochran? I think he's higher than Cochran. Higher or lower than Tyson? I think he's lower than Tyson. Lower than Tyson? Oh... I mean, I think his legacy is probably better, his gameplay is better, and his entertainment value, yeah, I, well, entertainment value is probably on par, probably a little bit less, but I'd say he beats him in two out of four categories, two out of three categories. All right, what about Parvati? I think he's probably lower than Parvati. Really? Entertainment value, he's higher. Gameplay, well, maybe he's higher. I mean, I think Parvati's legacy is definitely better, and Rob's entertainment is definitely better. And so you just need to evaluate, are we just looking at Survivor Redemption Island? I don't know. Are we just looking at Survivor Micronesia? That's fair. That's fair. What do you think? Let's take each uh, each winner for the season they won. Okay. As far and as... I think he's probably higher than Parvati. All right. I think it's going to be not, not a huge fans that we put Rob at number one, but... We have a lot of names left, and he could still get dethroned. Yes. Which means Vesepia off the list. All right. We have a Survivor player 
who okay. is a winner of Big Brother. Whew. Well, there's so many people it could be. I know. And so we are evaluating, I assume, his Big Brother game. Yes. Okay. The one and only Hayden Moss. Yes. Winner of Big Brother 12. What are your thoughts on Hayden? I liked Hayden a lot better on Survivor than I liked him on Big Brother. Maybe just the last half of Survivor. I mean, I liked him fine on Big Brother, uh, but I really liked him on Survivor. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, rooting for him. He was my pick to win. Uh, I was hoping he could somehow pull it off, although I was very happy for a Tyson win. Entertainment-wise on his season, he wasn't the greatest. I mean, you had a lot of characters. I mean, he was on the season with Rachel, and then you had Diabolical Genius Matt. You had Enzo, Meow Meow, I mean, and Brittany. You had so many huge characters that I think he won by sort of being normal and just being likable. He's kind of like Aris. Yeah. Yeah, in that sense, yes. Gameplay, I thought he played a great game, did everything he needed, played a very social game uh, that helped a lot. And, I mean, truly, I know a lot of people don't like that season, but I'm a big fan of that season, and I thought it was amazing to see a, a secret, so to speak, alliance make it all the way to the end. And I thought yeah, it was that brilliant doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, it was predictable. You know, the the people who made the alliance at the very beginning made it all the way to the end. And they're like, yeah, when does that happen on Big Brother? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Big, so, well, I mean, it, Big Brother's all about, you know, power. power shifts and things like that. And I think also you have to remember that in Survivor and Big Brother, we get all these times where the producers are trying to convince us that something's going to happen, right? In Survivor, the big one is they're con- they're trying to convince us that someone's going to flip and the entire game's going to be turned on its head. It almost never happens. It's happened a couple of times in the history of the show. And when it does happen, it's awesome. But it seems like they're always trying to, to convince us that it's going to happen. It's in almost every episode. Yeah. And in Big Brother, it's more that people are going to build secret alliances. I mean, almost every season now, you have at least one alliance where they're like, we're not going to tell anyone, we're going to keep it a total secret. And then it's usually out in the open after the first eviction. Yeah, totally. And so for this to happen, it's rare. So yeah, I thought it was really cool to see. So gameplay-wise, Legacy, um, I think it's amped up by also playing Survivor. But uh, his Big Brother Legacy, I think... You know, people respected his win, but weren't, like, off the walls thrilled with it. Absolutely. So, would you put him higher than Boogie? Yes. Higher than Aris? See, I, I equate him quite a bit to Aris. Yeah. And so, I know Survivor better than I know Big Brother, so I'm, I'm, temp- I'm always tempted to put the Survivor guy higher, but... In terms of legacy, I mean, they're both helped by being on Survivor Blood versus Water in legacy. I'm going to say legacy's the same. Right. Gameplay, Gameplay, we said, is very similar. Who was more entertaining? And that's a hard one, too, because they were both so under the radar and so overshadowed yeah. in their final season. I'd probably say Aris was slightly more entertaining. All right. He did have that crazy first episode. Right. So, Hayden Moss goes in at number nine. And Fabio is off the list. Sad day. All right. Another person that I think you like a lot has the distinction of being, I think, the only winner to also be the first person voted out of a season. 
I think that, yeah, I think Tina's the only person to do that. Is Tina West the winner of Survivor the Australian Outback? Yes, you were correct. I am a big Tina fan. How did you know? Well, she was on this past season, and I think every podcast you said you were a big Tina fan. <laughs> did I? Did I say that? Yeah, I love Tina, and I begrudge anyone who doesn't. Um, and I, I, I think my girlfriend's getting jealous about how much I love Tina. <laughs> I mean... No, uh, Tina, I think, is a great Survivor character, and big thanks to people like Mario Lanza and the other members of POS who have beaten that into me, um, that Tina's an amazing Survivor player and a, just an awesome person to watch and really enjoyable. Uh, Tina's one of the people who you really have to watch very closely to, I think, appreciate, especially in Survivor Australia, but once you, once you get on the Tina train, you're on for life. Yeah, I think uh, entertainment-wise, I'd probably put her maybe a B, same as Parvati. Yeah, if, if you're watching closely, I agree with you. But uh, I know uh, Legacy, I think she, I mean, anyone in those first couple seasons, I think they definitely changed the game. Um, Absolutely. I think she has a, a big Legacy, especially coming back and getting fourth somehow this most recent season. I think also helps her. Um and I think gameplay wise, yeah, played a great game. You can't, you can't uh, say that she didn't. Uh, you know, a lot of people. She was, especially when we first, you know, if you first watched the Australian Outback when it aired, a little overshadowed by Colby. But when you do go back and rewatch it, like you said, and and you look for it, she actually is uh, very good at controlling the game and and really had this plan from the beginning. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of people like fault try to fault Tina for the fact that oh, Colby just brought her to the final two. Um, and while it is true that Colby brought her to the final two, I don't think that's a flaw in Tina's game. I think that shows just how good Tina's game was that she was able to convince someone to bring her to the final two when she was clearly, uh, you know, maybe not a guaranteed win but a threat to win. And I think that Colby knew what he was doing the entire time, and I think that Tina was pretty sure that Colby was going to take her. So I think that just actually shows how good her game was, not how bad it was. Yeah, definitely. So where does Tina go on our list? I think she's higher than Aris and Hayden. Agreed. I think she's probably higher than Bob. Agreed. Higher than Andy. Agreed. Now, here's where it gets tricky. Higher than Ian... Oh, it's so hard to compare Big Brother versus Survivor people. I would say entertainment-wise, if you're looking at Australia, I would say Ian's probably a little more of an entertainment factor. Yeah. Uh, Legacy, you got to give it to Tina. Oh, no contest. Uh, so gameplay, that's a little harder. Yeah, especially, I mean, Ian played a different game, and he's only played it once. Yeah. But if we're just taking into account Tina's Australia game... Let's put her higher. I, I agree. What about uh, Cochran? Higher, is she higher than Cochran? I think we'll get hung if we don't put her higher than Cochran, David. Okay. What about Tyson? Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I think Tyson's legacy is pretty high right now. I think he was probably more entertaining and gameplay-wise... I don't know. They're close, but I think Tyson may... Have an edge. Yeah, that one again goes down to gameplay because Tina's legacy is clearly higher and Tyson's entertainment is clearly higher. Yeah. 
let's just for now we can always change it. We'll put her underneath Tyson. Okay. Which means Boogie off the list and not in the top ten. But we still have a lot of names to go. Lots of winners left. But we are going to take a break and this is the end of part one. Be sure to stay tuned for part two where we will continue on. But right now, in case you're wondering, here is where our temporary list is uh, at. Number 10, Hayden Moss. Number 9, Aris Bukowskis. Number 8, Bob Crowley. Number 7, Andy Heron. Number 6, Ian Terry. Number 5, John Cochran. Number 4, Tina Wesson. Number 3, Tyson Apostle. Number 2, Parvati Shallow. And number 1, Rob Mariano. Now, you look at this top 5, it's a little survivor heavy. It is, but I think there are some pretty good, uh, some pretty good Big Brother people coming in who could definitely challenge some of the survivors. Absolutely, I think uh, yeah, there's a lot more to come, so you're definitely gonna stay tuned for that, uh, and be sure uh, to check us out on our Facebook page, David and Jeff Survivor Podcast. Comment us, let us know what you think. Who do you like? Who are your top winners? What is your criteria when deciding it? All the stuff, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions, because that's what uh, this is. This is just Jeff and mine's opinion, um, because we love to make lists. Yes, and uh, make sure that you check us out on iTunes, at David and Jeff Survivor Podcast. Hit the word subscribe, and the podcast shows up on your computer every week for your convenience. And also, uh, check us out, check out our website, uh, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. All right. Well, we thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to stay tuned for part two of David and Jeff's top ten Survivor slash Big Brother winners. Thank you guys for listening. Goodbye.